Welcome to the Dear Life Coach Podcast, where real people get coached on real issues just using made-up names. I'm your host and your coach, Joshua Wright. Welcome back to the Dear Life Coach Podcast. I'm super excited to share this week's session because it is an issue everyone deals with at some point in time in their lives. It's something that you might be struggling with right now. It's your identity. Identity includes knowing who you are, what you stand for, and also how you are evolving as a person as you go through life. Our identities do not stay the same our whole lives. And in fact, they are molded by our experiences that we're going through now and in the past. And they also are molded by our desires in life, who we want to be. You may feel as you are one way right now, but want to be another. Identity is an unconscious thing, but it's also a conscious choice. Ultimately, it is up to you to show up as yourself, whether it is in a relationship, at work, when you're practicing your religion, or other areas of your life. But just as it is up to you to show up as yourself, it is also up to you to choose the identity you want to have. Craig, this week's client, made the choice to use his real name in the podcast to claim his identity. As we worked through his identity and what it means to him, we develop a better understanding of who Craig is. If you want to be on the Dear Life Coach podcast, all you need is a real issue, made up name, and to email me, joshua at vpcoachinggroup.com. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining today on the Dear Life Coach podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Of course. We were talking briefly beforehand, but just for the listeners, why don't you just let me know how I can support you today? Um, so today, um, I would like to basically touch base on um, identity um, and who uh, who I am and how I can help my, like myself in the process and maybe help other people um, that are kind of suffering from the same um, type of identity crisis of waking up in the morning and helping what, knowing what people want to know about what motivates them in the morning to get up and be that person that they want to be. Well, first, thank you again for being on the podcast. We're here to coach you, and I appreciate you sharing your story for the listeners as well, if anybody can relate. So you talk about who am I? Yep. Try to give me a little bit of an answer for that. Who are you? Um, Who I am? I am a 33-year-old gay man living in the ocean state of Rhode Island. (laughs) Um, And who I am as a person um, fluctuates from day to day, uh, but who I am is first and foremost, I am a human being, um, with a heart, a mind and a brain. Well, that's the same thing, but, um, uh, I am, I'm always somebody that would drop everything for somebody at a, at the job of a dime. And sometimes I might do it too much where I lose myself in the process. So when you lose yourself. Yep. 
when, when you lose yourself, what do you feel like you lose? What part of you goes missing? Like, I feel like part of what my morals would be and what my like beliefs would be. Um, because in the past I used to always, I would read a book on like a life changing topic and I would change my, my original beliefs to uh, adapt to that person's book or the way that they thought. But then when, that, when you meet them in person and they're like uh, the complete opposite of what they wrote in their book, it's like, oh, well, and then, so it's like you come, it's like you constantly like change who you are. And that's what I've done in the past. Um, I haven't really done it much because I, I, I don't really read as much anymore as I used to. <laughs> so, um, because like that's, that was the biggest thing was um, losing, like every time I read a book, it's like I jump into that book and I become that character or I become that story. And if it, if it holds my attention, that's great. But I slowly start to see that my actions are exactly like the, the scenario in the book. Um, and I also noticed that um, like when I, when I was working in um, stores and stuff, when I was trying to sell a brand, I had to become that brand. I was no longer Craig. I was... Craig, the employee slash brand brand ambassador of rocking that, whatever that was, whether it be makeup, whether it be like a, a shirt, um, whether it was helping a customer like in line, I was no longer Craig, the employee. I was Craig, the customer service, like grab, grab me what I need and get out <laughs> type person. So um, at the end of the day, it weighs heavy on you. Um, and I feel like I never really got to be myself or give my opinion um, or like give options to people about, oh, what, what would I recommend as a person? Like, instead of, oh, like I'm, I want this because it has a celebrity name brand like on it, but what about me? Like, like what if I made the product? Like no one's gonna buy my product. Like, so, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, what do I have to do to make my identity stronger. So, so first and foremost, I actually want to let the listeners know that you actually chose to use your real name in this yes. podcast to really hone in on your identity. And I think that itself yeah. is powerful, right? Saying I am Craig, right? So I want to yeah. just congratulate you on making that step for yourself because I think that is huge, acknowledging who you are. Yes, absolutely. And that so, it's also the, it's like, uh, I, I don't know what uh, therapy group it is, but like, I think it's alcohol. <laughs> um, when they say like, admitting you have a problem, it's the first step. <laughs> like, so it's kind of like that, but in different scenario. <laughs> um, so um, one thing I do, um, I do, I did stop doing is I don't drink anymore. Um, so like I was, I wasn't like a big alcoholic growing up, but I was always, drinking way before I was even legal to drink. <laughs> um, so it, but in my thirties, it's like, I have no uh, like objective to really wanting to go to the liquor store and buying like wine or alcohol or anything like that. So um, for anyone that does have like um, issues with that, that can really um, detain you from actually knowing your true identity 
um, because you, you're constantly thinking, oh, well, like I need this alcohol because I know who I am when I drink alcohol. But what happens when you have an addiction like that? And I, I do have a, a very addictive personality. So like um, when I go shopping for stuff, so correct, I don't can, just- buy can, I, can I actually jump in? I, I want to just sort of uh, guide the conversation, but first want to say, uh, congratulations also on on not drinking as much because you're right people do use that sort of an escape um to sort of avoid who they think they are right now or to become somebody else yeah. and so again one your, your identity as craig congratulations on bringing that up and then also knowing to shift your behaviors at times so yeah. i do want to bring it back to sort of what you said earlier of being me and you mentioned it yeah. a few times oh I, I i just don't feel like i'm being me I want to go back to the question and ask, what does being me mean to you? When you're not being you, what what are you not doing or what are you doing? Um, when I'm not being me, I am, I am being somebody else that I feel like the world wants me to be. Um, like I call, so I call it the Paris Hilton effect. Um, you know, everyone knows Paris Hilton. Everyone knows how ditzy she, she she was in the in the 90s. But now she's kind of saying, oh, I'm not that actually that way. I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. And I lived that lifestyle for so long. Like I played the ditzy person. I was like, oh, I'm not like I'll clean. I'll do this. I'll, but I'm like, but then I was like, oh, I always wanted to be that person that was like, I'll, I'll just have somebody else do it for me. Like, you know, like. And, and that from being, from saying that at an early age, like I was like 18, 19 years old um, when that was happening. Um, well, actually it was, it happened probably when I was in my 16 years old, when I was like six, it started when I was 16 and it went up until I was like 25. And then I realized I had to get a real job. Um, I had to get myself like, out of that mindset of somebody's going to take care of me. I have to take care of myself. So from like 16 to 25, I had, I was always living with other people. Um, and I, um, was always letting them take care of me instead of me taking care of myself. So when it came down to who I was, I had to learn different aspects of well, how do I cook? How do I clean? How do I do this? How do I still struggle with like, am I a good cook? Because I never know if I'm undercooking food or like, we, we all do, Craig, we all do. We all struggle with it. So don't worry. It's not yep. just you. <laughs> yep. so, 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 well, I love that this, I love this term Paris Hilton effect, because I think you're exactly right. And that's such a great reference because in fact, people do play a role for what they yep. think the world wants of them. And I want to bring yeah. it back to two different categories of you. So your morals and beliefs. I find that people tend to have morals and beliefs that even if they divert from them, so that Paris Hilton effect, they eventually come back to them. So those that yeah. are sort of around for a long period of time, but then there's also the ones that you want to have that you don't think are strong enough that you come back to them. So let's talk about both of those first, yeah. which ones do you think that you are and that you come back to and you like coming back to them? Um, so like for the morals and the beliefs? Yep. Yeah. So my morals um, are basically like making sure that I wake up in the morning 
Um, and I, the first thing I do is I either say like a positive affirmation about how I want my day to go. Um, I, whether it's, um, so, um, before we started, um, like the podcast, um, I told you I was, um, into witchcraft for many years. Um, so I recently transitioned into, uh, evangelical Christian, um, which is a little different than um, witchcraft altogether, but I still use crystal uh, crystals. I still use tarot cards. Um, I um, it's just a little bit more stricter, and I'm a little bit more quiet about my Christian side, just because that, like the stigma of gay people and religion doesn't really mesh well in church and stuff. So. Um, you kind of have to separate the two, which is a big identity thing, like, because it's like you have to hide who you are um, in church and stuff. And I feel like it's no longer like I always go to go to a church where I see a gay flag because at least I know that they're open and affirming. And when you see that, it's like, OK, I no longer have to hide. I no longer have to feel like um, my beliefs um, will tie into my identity. Like, do I have to hide who I am? Like. Um, there's there's a show, well, it was a show um, called Love, Victor, and loves that movie called Love, Simon, um, which played a huge part in that. And I wish that came out when I was a kid, like because, like, that movie was, like, my entire life. And then the show, when the show came out, I was like, where was this show when I was 16 years old? Like, because, but it ties into my beliefs, Um with holding a true identity of who you are as a person like you do you have to hide yourself from a job like because of who you are do you have to hide who you are because you go to church like does your family not accept you um I never really had that issue like growing up um with identity but I had it as an adult um which was a lot scarier because I feel like that's one thing my parents never taught me was you know this might happen to you or like they kind of always sheltered me, like to the point where like, oh, the world's a safe place. You can walk out the street and not have to worry about it. And then when you actually get there, it's like you get robbed, you get held at gunpoint. <laughs> like, and it's like, my parents never brought that up for me. So again, that tied into like being sheltered. Um, but my beliefs have varied over the years. Like, like I said, now I do more affirmations. Um, I, I keep going back to affirmations. I feel like affirmations work more better than spells. Um, I no longer spend money on candles and herbs and incenses that, yeah, they smell great, but they're making me broke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge candle fan. Um, I'm sure we yeah. have plenty of candle fans out there. But so yep. what I'm hearing, just to go through the list a little bit for you, the, the sort of morals, beliefs, authenticity that you are, positivity comes up, right? Those positive affirmations. Spirituality is something that you always go back to, whether it be evangelical um, and witchcraft. Uh, being gay is part of your identity and something that you think is, is big into that. Are there any other um, sort of categories that you think are important to you that you are and you sort of always fall back to? Um, well, I, I'm definitely like a writer. I definitely love to be creative in my writing. Um, I'm actually writing a memoir book. Like, I don't know if I'm going to actually publish it, but it's more for me um, about like how I grew up. Um, and um, it's basically, I'm calling it killing the monster without giving too much away. It's basically killing the stereotype 
of like it should really be called killing the stereotype but i was like killing the monster sounds a lot better than killing the stereotype because not everyone has a stereotype everyone is labeled a stereotype but um i want to really touch base on um really like what disconnects people from uh being labeled a stereotype like what is a stereotype to begin with um like is it somebody that is labeled a streetwalker for instance <laughs> Um, somebody that always walks on the street. <laughs> like, what, I, um, what I love, what I love about this book is because it talks about the issue you're somewhat struggling with, which is yeah. you don't want to be a stereotype. You don't want to be a Paris Hilton. You want to be who exactly. you are. And exactly. so, so here, here's what I've heard so far is positivity, spirituality, gay, writer, creative. So that's who you are. And you sort of always go back to yep. what are some of the morals and beliefs that you want to have that you don't necessarily have right now? Um, the morals and the um, that I don't have right now is I don't often follow my own advice. Um, is um, I often tend to go the opposite way of doing some, something. Um, for instance, um, if if I'm at um, every Thursday we have a prayer circle, and every now and then I don't really pray <laughs> like. Um, and that's one of the requirements if you're going to go to prayer circle is you pray and i don't often pray i often i become selfish in a way like and like and i feel like i'm not i'm not there from for and like to help people and i feel like i feel like why am i here doing this if like i i fully like agree with everything that the church offers and stuff like but what do I offer myself when I'm there? Like, because like there's days when I, I don't pray and I'm like, am I doing this the right way? Am I like, should I not say anything at all? So that way I don't mess up anybody else's like prayers. Um, I mean, they're all silent prayers. So, but some, I know some people pray about getting the new car <laughs> and I'm like, I want to just pray for good health. <laughs> so, Look, I want to I, I I pause for a second. Cause also what I'm hearing is that there's points in time where you want to know your identity and whole, right? You want to be able to say, this is who I am without yes. realizing that identity evolves, right? As you go through life, it changes. So you might've started a new church, but in fact, that's not part of your identity. You don't feel connected to the purpose of the church and that's okay. And so realizing that your identity will shift and you try new things and they work out or they don't work out. And so I think that's an important aspect. Do you feel like that happens to you? Um, it actually happens a lot. Um, like, especially like if, if somebody says something that I don't necessarily like know is right, um, or I don't feel like I don't believe it, I tend to like, kind of, it's kind of like when you have a, a piece of paper that like you, you just doodle on and then you just throw it in the trash. It's kind of like that. Like I just, but there are some things that I do agree with, but do I agree with everything in whole? Probably not. Just, like, I don't think anyone really fully agrees with everything, like, 100% of the time. Because if we did, we'd all be, like, walking around like zombies. So, right. um, and so what I hear from a value perspective of what you want is integrity. Integrity yes. in your identity and your the advice you give to others. Yes. That, so, that makes a lot of sense. 
So, so let's let I just want to go through that list again because I think it's important to talk about how who you seem to be authentically is positive, spiritual, gay, and a creative writer. Does that yep. feel like it fits who you are? Yes. And then you when when it comes to what you want, it's you want integrity in that identity. So when you show up to work, you want to be that positive, spiritual, gay, creative person. Or if yeah. you show up to church, you want to be, yeah. yeah, right. Or if you show up to church, you want to be that positive, spiritual, gay, creative person. Um, yeah. And then when you give advice to friends or show up in circles, social groups, you want to be that positive, spiritual, gay, creative person. Yes. So in what way can you honor that person who you are in the near future? What's one action yeah. you can take? I would say being my most authentic self um, with everything that I do um, and really striving to uh, utilize all of my resources. And even if I'm trying to sell a brand, like maybe give suggestions um, in the future of this is what I would recommend um, for, because this is what I love or like even if it's a like um, if it's not even in the workplace or if it's just everyday casualties, um, uh, like just oh like I I I saw this movie the other night and you you may like it like you or uh, I like the CD or I heard this podcast that you might really will want to hear it might help you out. Um, I recommend it because I watched it. So <laughs> um, I feel like I could yeah. definitely. Um, I could definitely help with uh, that. And I can also further my self-identity in the process. And I, right. I don't think, I, I think I'm always gonna struggle with um, self-identity, but I think the more well, you work at it, the better it'll be. Right, and, and I, I wanna go back to that, that sort of thought mm -hmm. I provided, which you can always add things or take things off your identity list that don't feel yes. good anymore. We, we evolve as humans. And I, as you spoke, added another word, which was helpful. Because yeah. everything you've talked about since the beginning, you said, oh, sometimes I give too much um, and sometimes I give enough. Helpful is part of your identity and something to celebrate as well. So I added that to the list while you were speaking. So I, I, wanna, I wanna go back to what is an actual tangible thing you could do. So I know you sell um, some beauty products online. Is there a way you could show up when you do that? Um, so the best way that I can do to show up is I can actually, um, they have a section on the Avon app. Um, when you go to my store, um, it, um, it, like, it actually like, will say like my recommendations, um, and you, you get to pick the, um, the, you get to pick from the catalog, what you would recommend to customers, um, which is one of the best benefits because it's like, oh, well, if, if I use this product, they must really think highly of it. Um, and it's not necessarily something that it's, it's like, I'll buy my product because I'm selling this because it might make your skin look soft or like, not cause it's a, not cause the label is called skin so soft. It's literally my, <laughs> my skin is soft. <laughs> like <laughs> for, for, for the listeners, your skin looks great. Um, it's shiny yeah. and smooth. So it might be from so, the lighting. <laughs> so, so, so you're going to add some recommendations to your Avon page, which sounds like a great yep. thing to do, which it'll be, it's which just like using your name is saying, I like this product and this is part of who I am. Yep. So when are you going to do that by? Um, 
Well, actually, I have a meeting tomorrow, so within 24 hours. <laughs> okay, great. So as we wrap up, I just want to take your biggest takeaway from today's session. Um, the biggest takeaway? Like, is that like, uh, like what did I get from it? Or like what did, oh, what I got from it was, well, for one, reconnecting with an old friend. Um, for two, um, I can definitely see where I have work to do um, with my identity um, and anything that I can, um, anything that I can improve um, to know my self-worth and to know who I am as a person. Um, and I can wake up in the morning and say, I am Craig and I'm gonna rule the world someday. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I, I love that you say, I love that you say you can wake up as Craig. And I think we should also celebrate you as Craig, right? Again, as that positive, spiritual, gay, creative, helpful person, um, because truly it, it's, it's such a wonderful list to have and then being able to show up in everything you do as that person. So yeah. uh, with that, Craig, it was a pleasure having you on the Dear Life Coach podcast. And I look forward to hearing about your recommendations on the Avon page. Oh, okay, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's it for this week's session of Dear Life Coach Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you want to know more about coaching, feel free to visit my website at vpcoachinggroup.com. And if you yourself want to be on the Dear Life Coach Podcast to get a little bit of free coaching, just using a made-up name, feel free to email me at joshua at vpcoachinggroup.com.